and welcome to this week's offering of the South Road Boys. You changed it up. I just did. I my brain faded, and they are the first words that came to me. Because I just had a thought before yeah. we started. I glanced, and I thought, you know what? I should change it up. Oh, go! I should up the ante. Fucking do it, and then we'll just do like a uh, a uh... welcome to the south. Red boys. Oh, that's genius. Simple. I love that. Simple. Simple, simple. Welcome down to the South Road, boys. <laughs> no, you don't do that. So, um, simple. I can't believe so I you could have done that. The, I couldn't because I couldn't play that. Like, I don't have the musical <laughs> aptitude that you do. Oh, aptitude. Yeah. Nice. Mind you, my son, my beautiful boy, Jakey. Melted my fucking heart the other day. He's turning into a bit of a like a musical maestro, isn't he? He just is, and I, I don't know yeah. when I mentioned this last week. So, my son was tinkering away on the piano, and he and he he does the songs that he's learnt. Yeah. And There's then, a few other people used to tinker. Um, Armadeus yes. was a tinkerer. Yeah, exactly. He came up with a couple of tunes. Jeffrey, Beethoven. Jeffrey was a tinkerer. Jeffrey. Yeah. Was um who's the guy that um Jeffrey Rush. Uh, no, it wasn't Jeffrey Rush. You know, um, the guy that played the role in the movie about him here a while back. Um, no. Jeffrey Rush, did he actually play the, actor, the character? Probably. Maybe it wasn't Jeffrey. I think you're thinking Jeffrey Rush played the character of the guy. Yeah. Who, who was his name? I don't know. Who was his name? Here we go. I can't talk in already. Pablo Anglis. What was his name, mate? <laughs> Hola. Welcome to the case. You keep talking. I'll come up with the name. So my son, Jake was plink-plonking away on the piano, and he writes a couple of his own little songs. And why I mean write, he actually just memorises keys and plays them. And I'm like, buddy, you are just a delight. I love listening to you play the piano because it doesn't sound completely shit. <laughs> um, and he goes, well, what do you know how to play on the piano, Dad? Uh, the, the movie was Shine. Shine. And it was David Helfgott. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Jeffrey Rush was, of course, the actor. Fantastic. Sorry to drop your beautiful story, mate, with fact. That's right. And I said, mate, I don't know how to play anything on piano. I've got no idea. I can't even do chopsticks properly. He goes, do you want me to teach you something? You can't even do chopsticks properly. On the piano, no. I always hit the wrong key. I don't know where to start. You see, see, I can see you picking up some chopsticks and saying, I don't know how to do them. (laughs) Is there a button? (laughs) And so I said, Chinese musical instruments. (laughs) Dun, 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 dun. It's just racist. Um, I said, he goes, do you want me to just, I could teach you something. I've gone, all right. So I pull up a seat next to him. And he goes, you've got to make it look like you're holding a ball with your hand because apparently that's the correct stance for your hand. And he goes, and you've just got to do this. And he put his hand on mine and it was just like, oh, you had me. And so we did a bit of Mary Had a Little Lamb. Did you become the pupil? He, I became his Padawan. Oh, wowzers. And I reckon we probably spent 20 minutes just sitting there and he was just showing me what he learnt. And yep. Here, you can play this, Dad, and all that was not the right note. Dad, you're a fucking idiot. And <laughs> I must admit, I'm slightly jealous because I wish I had that kind of musical inclination when I was younger. Oh, yeah. He's just, he's just naturally at it. Like mm. the other day, he, um, for Christmas, we got him a harmonica. Because he just wanted one, and so we got him one. And so Ella was playing the piano, and he walks out, and he's just like, wah, 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 like doing it properly and everything. Like he just he hears the notes, and he hears the. Speaking of, I was going to find my triangle, wasn't I? 
Must find my triangle. I didn't know you had one. No, I thought you just no, no, no. I was serious. Last week when we mentioned the triangle, yes, I do actually have a triangle in a drawer somewhere. Why? I need to find it. Um, it goes back to quite a few years ago. Okay, yes. Um, when I was still with Jazz, yes, my ex partner, and I jokingly said that I was going to invent the next big thing in music, mm-hmm. which was the electric triangle. Yes, <laughs> it's going to revolutionise. Oh my God! Speaking, we've done too much fitness today. I can't talk. I was going to revolutionise. Yes, the triangle in the music industry. I was going to bring it out of the Stone Age and put it right up into the pinnacle of now. So it was no longer going to be buried amongst the percussion. No area. No. It was going to be the triangulists are going to stand up loud, proud with their fucking electric fucking triangles. Yes, and it's going to be like friggin'. Pink Floyd's The Wall. It's going to revolutionize. Rough. The what is it with that word? Revolutionize. <laughs> it's going to change everything. <laughs> <laughs> and so is is the is the sound of a an electric triangle going to be the next like power chord? Well, that's what I mean. Like, like it's doing. It's going to be amazing. And then maybe you rub the triangle slightly and it just tones it off a little bit or something. And the only Tones catch- it off. Isn't that an Australian singer? That <laughs> <laughs> tones it off. That's Tones and I's brother. Oh, okay. Tones yeah. it off. <laughs> the catch was, though, the one catch that I had with all this great planning mm. is that triangles are essentially metal. They are a lot metal. And what you use, like everything is metal. Yes. If you electrify the metal, we're going to have to really change what we use. To be able to power that tool. Yeah, but okay. I hear what you're saying, but an electric guitar is not electrified per se. Isn't it though? When's the last time we picked one up? Mm, good point. Yeah, that's why. Oh, no, I've picked that's up. That's a... why all you big rock stars wear shitloads of leather. <laughs> Keeps them grounded. Oh, it's no BDSM issue. Yeah, no, 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 it's not for fashion. It's for safety. For safety. <laughs> well, then they would probably be wearing rubber. Oh, it's. You don't want to earth yourself. It's 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 rubber leather. I would have thought if it was that much of a danger of electrification. <laughs> electrification. Electrocution. <laughs> you never do this. Far this is out. great. I would have thought they would have had maybe like a Faraday cage or something like that oh, around really? themselves. Yeah, okay. But no, that said, in the last six months, I have held an electric bass guitar, oh. which is the same principle as a regular guitar, electric guitar. Mm. And I don't believe they... It's 240 volts. It might be a small amount of current to power the pickups, which make it electric. So you reckon we might be able to get away with it? If you can put pickups on a triangle and put non-high voltage power through it, I reckon you could be safe. Or you just have triangle playing equipment, which is like a pair of rubber gloves. True. You could do that. Washing up gloves. (laughs) Washing up gloves. (laughs) But imagine... A triangle soloist, just out the front. I'm just not just imagining- living the dream. I'm just I'm not imagining a lot of range. <laughs> I you, get that there'll be a lot of bashing. Wait I'm going to find this triangle. Yep, and I'm going to give you a triangle solo. If you, can and I'm give going me to impress a you. triangle symphony. That would be impressive. Oh, imagine it! <laughs> imagine it! I guarantee you, there's percussionists out there going. It's more than just ding. Well, it is if it's electric. <laughs> Doing. Just so that's uh, that's my mission in life. Yes, bringing triangles to the world. Mm. Well, you know, power to you, brother. Yep. Someone's got to. You could be 
to the triangle like Kenny G was to the saxophone. That's, that's exactly right. I mean, why the fuck should all the flute players be right at the front? Fucking flutists. Fuck Flo- off. Flaunting it. Flaunting it. <laughs> So just move them to the back. Well, actually, bring the triangles forward. The person who's truly up the front is the conductor, and he's just waving a stick. Oh, so he should have the triangle because so, he's already conducting, and he's already waving a stick. You just have to put a triangle around <laughs> it, and it's bling, 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 bling. Oh, maybe that could be it. That's the plan. But that's the thing. So um, I don't even know how we ended up there. Oh, that's right. I was going to get a triangle. Yep. Look, I'm going to try and find. It. I'm certain I've got it here somewhere. Ah, oh, the reason I got the triangle, <laughs> yes, was that this conversation came up. Jazz thought it was a little bit silly. Well, she's crazy. And then for a Christmas present, as a silly Christmas present, I got a triangle. Not a gag gift in my opinion. That's that's a very <laughs> serious gift, gift. that keeps on giving. <laughs> if you play that one more time, it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah. Now, uh, before we go any further, I know you've been eagerly anticipating what happened to me in 1990. I hope that once we finish this diary, mm. that you find one of your earlier diaries, because I don't know how we'll live without it. Me neither. So the official Countdown Student Diary from 1990, time for the guru, uh, sees us landing on today, which is the 21st of March. Now, 21st of March today is uh, Matthew, Matthew Broderick's birthday. Ah, born Ferris in, Bueller. Yeah, born in 1962. Also married to that woman who they believe is a horse's head. <laughs> uh, Jessica, is it Jessica something Parker from Sex and the City? Oh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker, there you go. So she could also be a serial killer because she's known by three names. Oh, very true. Uh, what else happened in my week in 1990? Uh, apparently photos on the 20th, photos 20 to 10. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. My schedule for this day in 1990, period one was IT, and then two and three was social studies, three and four was English, and science rounded the day off. Science. Science. Uh, tomorrow, I would have to swap periods one and two with five and six. Okay. It's unclear why, but I did. It's a big move. But Brave move. I think the biggest thing that was probably going to happen this week, once again, not in my handwriting, and I am suspecting the author might be the person who it's about. Mm-hmm. Um, on the 23rd of March... Isabel turned 15. Oh, good on her. And it really does. I mean, I'll show you the handwriting. That's a very feminine handwriting. Yeah, true. Yeah, like that really does have... She's musical too. Yeah. I mean, I... Isabella ringing? There was a brother. Is a triangle. Yeah. She's Isabel. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Um, Who else has birthdays this week? Bruce Willis was born on the 19th. Uh, Steve Williams from Wawani on the 22nd. Uh, 23rd, uh, Marty... Pello from Wet Wet Wet. Twenty fourth, Elvis joins the army in nineteen fifty eight. Found a Wet 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 back in the day. Yeah. Hmm. What was your favourite hit? From well, wet, I can't wet, remember wet. the name. I just remember I liked them. Yeah, there you go. I, I just like the idea that it wasn't just wet. For some reason, when I thought Wet Wet, yeah, exactly, it's really wet. Um, <laughs> I thought of King of Wishful Thinking, but that wasn't Wet Wet Wet. That was. No. Um, My brain is not oh. even functioning properly. Joe and I have done sporty things today. I'm certain we'll get onto that. Um, but. <laughs> We're both a little bit like... <sighs> we really are. Yeah, and we're so fit. From the South Road Boys to Sir Elton John, on the 25th of March, uh, you were born and in 1947. So happy birthday, Sir Elton John. I hope you have a fantastic day. I'd go west, mate. Was the band? 
Go west, yeah. life is peaceful there. Uh, I suppose we must discuss. Have to discuss. Because it has destroyed, I know me. <laughs> destroyed? Is that really I where you're at? Feel, I mean, I feel knackered. I don't feel destroyed. I feel tired and shagged out after a long squawk. Well, do you need a spoon? Oh, or a forking. <laughs> uh, so bingo, a bango, a bongo golf. Mr. Barnes and I ventured into the world of golf. Yeah, so if you listen to last week's episode, mm. this was brought up at the tail end. So if you're one of those people that listen to the episode and then through the episode go, oh, I'm done. Yeah. You missed all that. You missed it. So fuck it. Spoilers. If you, yeah. <laughs> if you have listened to part of the episode and you still don't know why it was called My Lord, fucking <laughs> you need to go back and listen to it. You absolutely need to go back and listen to it. So we attended... Uh, Royal Penguin Golf Course. Royal Penguin, yes. <laughs> Which is a fantastic track. And must I say, must I say, I must say that the grounds folk at Penguin, I still think are doing a pretty bang up job. The, um, I believe they have the green keeper, but they also have a crew of a few of the older people that were, actually play on the club that come and help out regularly. They don't just look at the green, they look at the fairways and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. They, um, they come along and put their own time in. Mm. And it's an absolute credit. And look, I think my dad still is one of those. He'll go yes. up and help out and break yeah, up some so, leaves or something. But it does make a difference because the course is in pretty nice nick, eh? It's in great nick. Like, it's not. And it looks like they've been doing a little bit of works on some of the bridges and crossings over and there. We, um, and to our credit, mm. um, we didn't really go too far off the beaten track. No, I wouldn't have been unhappy. We were pretty good with that. So I think it's probably time that we need to reveal. Well, actually. What was your take, Mr. Barnes, on the golfing revolution? <laughs> the greatest equaliser since Edward Woodward. Oh, that's a great quote. <laughs> Thank you. If we had to use a quote for this episode, say on a poster, yes. that'd be it. <laughs> the greatest oh. equaliser since Edward Woodward. That is so good. <laughs> um, you are old if you get that Would you like reference. to maybe just quickly run the listeners over the rules and what makes Bingo Bango Bongo work? Okay. Just so to run that across first. There was no chance on this God's green earth that if Troy and I had played regular golf, I was going to get anywhere near picking up any Can chocolates. I say you wouldn't have done that bad, though? I, I tell you what, I know. I, I Look, I'm pretty confident that after my first drive, you were like, Oh shit! This is not going to be as big a walkover as I suspected. I agree. You you were square down the middle. The first drive was the shot that brought me back. Mm. Like <laughs> you only need one shot per round, and for me, my first drive was like fucking. I am yeah, here. It was sweet. Two great. Right down the middle, nice and long. Great. So bingo, bango, bongo, golf is the greatest. Leveller, or equaliser since Edward Woodward, or the greatest equaliser of being able to get someone who is well-versed in the game of golf to someone who's perhaps a weekend warrior. Mm -hmm. Um, The rules of the game are you play the normal way of golf, so the furthest away from the pin shoots first, Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much the only rule that you need to stick to. Yeah, you're probably right, actually. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you must use a club. You can't use a hand wedge or anything like that, Um, but... The points are scored with the first person who is on the green gets a point, the bingo point. Once every player is on the green, the closest to the pin gets the bango point. Uh, the bingo, bango. Bingo, bango, yeah. The bango, bango point. Yep, that's right. And then once everyone's on the dance floor, the first person in the hole 
gets the bongo point. Yes. Now, you very quickly, and this is very much to your credit, Mr. Barnes, <laughs> sussed out that it's a bit more about strategy than golf. Yeah, you are right. Yeah. Yeah, it threw me initially. Yeah, because I was hoping that your instinct would be play the best shot at all times. That's my normal go-to. Yeah, like... And hard to deny. Yeah, like your first instinct is I need to get as close to the pin as possible. Yep. Whereas Bingo Bango Bongo allows for you to play not your greatest shot, but a shot that gives you a better chance of scoring exactly. a point. Because you're not counting the shots you play. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So, for instance, um, I out of bounds. a beautiful drive down the middle. Who out of bounds doesn't matter. In the creek, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, if you top the ball, doesn't matter. Um, so, I can be square down the middle. You can be square down the middle as well. Mm. I can hit my first shot. You might be a little bit in front of me, so I hit first. Mm-hmm. I might hit a three on into the green. Mm. Be a beautiful shot, but I pulled up six inches short of the green. Mm. Um. And then you can just play a little pitch and week chip for 20 shots, if you like. Correct. Until you get close and then get yourself right near the green, but obviously further away than I am. Yes. So it's still your shot. And then chip on nice and close if you wish. Perfect. Yeah. Guaranteed the point and potentially picking up the second point, which would be closer to the pin. Hmm. Exactly. So I think where it really comes into its own is the putting game, though. The putting game, I think, for Bingo Bango Bongo is truly genius. Um, or as I like to call it, completely fucked up. <laughs> Especially for anyone that might be watching. Oh, because if you haven't picked up a point for being closest to the pin, it will be your first shot at putting. Yes. And you basically have to have the mentality either in or further away from the cup than the other person. So you continue to putt. Correct. And you might take seven goes at it, but you having seven goes going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Uh, I think that's where I picked up a couple of points on you. Yeah. And that's where, once again, if people were watching, they'd be like, these guys are hopeless. Just hit it softer. Just a little Just bit softer. Closer to the hole. It'll be fine. <laughs> yep. But the whole idea is you want to be further away than I am, so you get the next putt every or time. in the hole. Or in the hole. Yeah. So. Yep. <laughs> Look, it took a bit of getting used to, I will say. Yes. So let me read for you, Mr. Barnes and the roadies, because I know they are weighted on beta breath. Oh, since we mentioned it last week, they're like, what? <laughs> well, we did get contacted by a couple of roadies who were like, yeah, any chance you need a caddy? Yeah. <laughs> All right, now, can you tell the roadies what we were playing for? Because oh, it we was a playing, wager. Well, it was played Sheep for, stations. as we said, box chocolates. Yes. The Forest Gump Award. Mm. Okay. Here we go. Hole one. This is going to be like the Brownlow. <laughs> T Barnes, two votes. <laughs> Jay Mather, one. So T Barnes goes in the lead first off. Correct. Uh, hole two, T Barnes, two votes. Jay Mather, one. Uh, and then things got a bit sideways on the third because I picked up two points. Yes. Then you went up and picked up the two points. The next hole you picked up two points. And then it was a fucking flurry from me. I won the next two holes. Yeah, suddenly it was back. And I suppose where it really comes into its own is we did play the rule. If you won the hole beforehand, you went first. Yes. Which, which is a, the way of normal golf. Yeah, which on a par four during Bingo Bango Bongo might see you at a disadvantage because it lets the other person be a bit more strategic. Mm-hmm. But if your next hole is a par three. Yeah, exactly. You, you are the first, first person at the green. On, you actually hit the green. means you've got the point already. Correct. And then it all went tits up on the eighth. 
Good for you. Mr. Barnes played a second glorious shot. Like fucking. Actually, no, I changed it. Third shot. Oh, it was your third shot, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Because we had... played the drive on a little bit, a big drive, but it went mm. a little bit off. Yeah. Then to chip out a little bit. Yes. And then it was a case of. Glorious. It was a, uh, it was a six iron, actually, into it. A six iron on the dance floor. Mm. One point. One point. And so I laid up, laid up, and then I tried to do a little bit of a layup. Got too fancy. I got a little bit too fancy. <laughs> tried to go just before the green so I could have the best shot at getting the two points of uh, the point of closest to the pin, but I hit it too far and not far enough. So you were closest to the pin, yep. which means another you picked point. up another point. Two points. And then dropped the putt. Yeah, dropped the putt. Three points. Three and points. as we mentioned last week, I'm not sure if you mentioned at the start of this, if you get all three points on the hole, bonus you get a point. bonus point. So and four that. bingo, bango, bongo points on one hole. Correct. Smashed it. That is almost Insurpassable, and then uh, can I just say your final hole? <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> totally a sex tape. Um, I picked up two points, but your drive and that drive was spectacular. Yeah, absolutely spectacular. But in the end, Roadie spanked, bringing home the four roses chocolate. Yes, um, yes. by sixteen points to twelve. Yes. <laughs> Hang on, <sighs> golf clap. Golf clap. Because it's a golf game. Correct. <laughs> Troy Barnes, well done. Well and Joe played, did, mate. to his credit, buy me a small box of Rose's chocolates. There you go, the Forest Gump Award. Yep. Look, it was fun. It really was. But oh, we shouldn't do it before we podcast. And also, the other thing we learn on the uh, the game, we shouldn't let people play through. Oh, no, my God. <laughs> one thing, look, for those who play golf a lot, Mm. One thing that you learn quite early is if you're slower than the people coming behind you, you let them play through. And yeah. we went in a huge rush. We were taking at least eight to ten putts per yeah, hole. Because we'll, it looked around. like we're mucking around, but we weren't. No. We're being strategic. <laughs> yes. Um, but we're on the on the fifth, we're on yep. the green. And I've looked back. There's a couple of guys that are halfway up. They kind of appeared out of nowhere. And we thought, thought, thought they're playing pretty quick. Yep. So um, we moved over, saw one of the guys played his second shot, shoot it was second shot, um, just prior to the green. I'm like, yep, cool, we'll wait, let yeah, him play through. because that was a pretty decent shot from where um, they were. They took a while, and then I assume yeah, the guy's wife and maybe one of the other guy's mum with a, a little kid has suddenly turned up, and they've crawled up the fairway behind them, and then they come over, then they started washing their balls, and there was... Going to the There's toilet. an unwritten rule that when someone lets you play through, you just hurry up a little bit. Yeah. So you can keep going, forward through, and then you can get out of their way, and then they can play. Bit of a thank you, but we'll keep motoring. Yeah, exactly. Instead, they just fucking dawdled around. I think they had a, a roast pork lunch. Oh. And... <laughs> and, then, and then we discovered also that they couldn't play. Oh, no, the it was horrendous. The second shot on the hole before was just a fluke. <laughs> well, I think it was the 15th shot on oh, the hole before. Oh, my God. It took so long. It really did. And then for those who know the sixth hole at Penguin, uh, you go down over a bank to the green, you can't see them from the tee bed. Mm. So then you've got to wait also because you can launch over that bank. Like if I did a drive like I did on the last hole mm. over that bank, um, it would have killed the mum. She would have been gone. Not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> So you got to wait for that as well. And then we finally get that hole down. We get to the seventh, and we're waiting again. Oh, yeah. <sighs> look, just for those who are listening, look, if you are the people 
that were playing in front of us. The dad, the small tubby child, the wife or the mum, and the small other thing. Wearing I think it was a, a little girl. Wearing a Collingwood cap. That was a positive out of the negative. Um, if you are those people. Um, Fuck off. Next time, just give it a cardio in you. <laughs> or just simply cardio. say, actually, guys, we're just having a bit of a Yeah, no, a bash. it's fine. You guys keep going. Keep going. Yeah, thanks anyway. Really appreciate it. Yep. You guys are obviously really nice guys. Yep. Um, but keep going. We would have appreciated that. That would have been fine. I just don't think they've played quite a lot of golf to understand what the etiquette in that situation is. Yeah, I know. So, do you know the rules? Don't play the game. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Anyway, so, roadies, that was the riveting report of the South Road Boys. Um, It was fun. And also, as we've discovered, I'm pretty sure I've first time we've ever played golf together. And I'm hoping we'll not be the last. I did enjoy it. Yeah, it was a bit of a giggle. I think we should do it again. Yes. Next time I might take a couple of beers with me, though. Yeah, why not? Yeah, exactly, why not? <laughs> and I might take a golf buggy that doesn't have a flat tyre. Because I'm telling you, dragging that around wasn't making my life easier. I probably no. should have just carried. Don't make excuses, man. Uh, Losers make excuses. Well, that's me. I lost <laughs> fair and square. But I will be a lot more strategic next time. I will say, though, to your credit, you mm. did launch a couple of nice drives. They didn't go too bad, did yeah. they? Yeah. It was all right. Mm. We got some game. Yeah, we got there. We got there. <laughs> Not bad for my second game in a decade. <laughs> bingo, bingo, bongo. Golf's a funny one, though. It's the way of the future, mate. Um, <laughs> way of the future. Fuck. Mando, um, it is the way. Golf is a funny thing, whereas in... <laughs> Said no you one cannot, ever. You cannot... If you don't play for a while, if you're at a certain level of golf, mm. you can still step up and normally hit the ball okay. Yeah. You're not going to be maybe as straight as you normally would. You might duff a few shots here and there, but you can. Mm. You have that physical memory within your body that you can step up, make and reasonable still play contact. Um, I find that pretty intriguing with golf. Mm. Like I'm the same. Like I might go a couple of years without a game, mm. and then you step up and you just bang a drive straight down the middle. Yeah, and it's and like hello, this game's not hard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and look, I I did get bitten by the golfing bug, and I took to golf. Like a duck to snooker. Like, I really... Yeah, nice. <laughs> really. Or, or a duck to billiards. Billiards, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it and did pay quite a lot of it. After playing nine holes today, though, I once again, I think I told you, I can't imagine a time where I'd go, yes, of course I'll play 36 holes in a day. <laughs> Fuck me, I am knackered. But I know when I was a kid when I used to play at Penguin. So we'd go up and you play... 18 holes, and you can't play another right hand, and you come back in, and you'd have a bit of a chip and comp out at the, the practice bloody putting green. Yep. And then you'd grab your Coke and have your pie and stuff, then you go and play 18 in the afternoon. Why not? It's like, but you didn't even think about it. Seventy two. kids just go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, a lot of that time, also you're probably going out with one other person, you're playing two balls as well. Yeah. Because you may as well. Why not? You're there. <laughs> so you just don't think about it at all. Yeah, we're playing nine holes. And we and are rooted. Like, Whoa. Who says this isn't fitness? <laughs> and I tell you what, Penguin really that does have some deceiving heels. Yeah, it is a. It's not the best one for the uh, the older demographic. No, hmm, so a lot but more a nice course. A lot more carts involved or electric buggies <laughs> these days, I would imagine. Yeah, so but no, it was fun, and it was a nice day for it as well. Corker, good old Tassie. Wing. More importantly, mate, what else is going on in your world other than the? Forrest Gump Invitational Bingo Bango Bongo Golf. 
Um, footy's back. Isn't it just? Yes. Happy? Uh, look, would have liked to win. Yes, as we all would. Yeah. I mean, by the time this goes to where, there will have been another game as well. Yeah, true um, that. Yeah, so because um, we've got Carlton coming up this week. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's on Thursday night, I believe. Big shout out to Ash. And uh, I'm going to <laughs> Mr. Gash's place to watch that oh, game. Oh, dearie, mate. I tell so you what. We're both coming off a loss, so one of us is going to be happy, one isn't. <laughs> it's Carlton. So and last time, last time I went there and watched Carlton versus Collingwood, mm. um, we were getting beat, and then we came back and won the game. And Ash just completely and utterly lost the plot, mm. turned into the crabbiest man I've ever seen in my entire life to the point where it was like, might go home. Really, <laughs> he was really disappointed. He was wow. distraught. It was as though someone had actually come up and just kicked his Taking brand his new Labrador puppy. Yep. He doesn't even have a Labrador puppy, but I'll tell you what, if he did and that happened, that's how we'd look. See, but I mm. look, I don't ever get that. Maybe it's because I don't come from a successful team. Like, I mean, yeah. St Kilda had a win today. I there's a f- quite a few Saints supporters that uh, get pretty passionate. Oh, they do. <laughs> and look, I love my Saints. I really, truly do. But I think after a while, you just learn to accept the fact that if you go in thinking you're not going to win, it sets you up much better for when you don't. <laughs> Be a bit more pessimistic in your approach, and you don't get as disappointed. Look, I get pretty passionate watching the game. Mm. But once the game is then done, give me a couple of minutes. I'm like, yeah, right, yeah, done now. I just, I really love the supporting during the game. Mm. Like it's just something I just a lot of joy out of. Oh, you're good, um, but I don't get to the point where I get so emotionally connected to it that it wrecks my night. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy the window. That said, when we lost the 1997 grand final to Adelaide, mm. my wife will tell you I was quite surly for a couple of days afterwards. Yeah, see, grand finals are a little bit different, though. And it was Adelaide. Yeah. And I don't like them at all. <laughs> and then there was that other one in, like, you know, 2010. I don't mind losing to um, Collingwood in those grand finals. Okay. Like, I really don't. We, I think Collingwood at the time were probably the better team Throughout the year. And that was a phenomenal game of football. And you end up with a draw, and then they beat you on the week later. Fuck, you can't be unhappy about that. We changed the rules. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Why wouldn't the, you? But there like, won't be the replay anymore. Like, if you if you draw a grand final with a team who had been convincingly stronger throughout the year, you can't be unhappy. And considering there was a very brief moment where... Every Collingwood supporter's anus puckered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in that last quarter, it almost got stolen off you like yep. 1966. But it didn't. It was a tight puckering. Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> and and the better side for throughout the year came up with the chocolates. Yep. I but don't mind It's amazing, that. isn't it, how things are judged. Like, there's a thing going on at the moment where they're saying, you know, Buckley is a, he's one of the, the coaches now that's coached a certain amount of games. He's in like the top five of coaches of all time to coach a certain amount of games without winning a grand final. So it's like like the, a negative stat. Oh, okay, yeah. And I saw an interesting comment where someone said, isn't it funny how the only thing we gauge coaches on is essentially winning a grand final? Like nothing else. Nothing about what happens in the club. Nothing about how many games they win. Nothing about how many finals they might get into. It should just be win, one game. It should be win-loss percentage. Yeah. And I mean, essentially, um, we lost to West Coast Eagles by a phenomenal kick. Mm-hmm in a grand final just recently, um, like that one kick or a few seconds on a clock would have completely changed that stat over. So I yeah. find it funny that you gauge success 
on something that, yeah, no, it's a big thing. But I mean, we always get hassled as Collingwood for that. You know, you've lost more grand finals, you get into finals, you get beaten more than anyone. But the fact that we get into finals is fucking awesome. I love the fact that I get to watch my team play more football. You're true. I think that's great. And you know what? You're not going to win any of those grand finals if you're not in finals. 100% of the time. putting your hand up and saying, you know, you guys are shit because you lose finals is such a ridiculously passive-aggressive negative way (laughs) of just trying to hassle another team. Yeah, but I wouldn't say unfounded or unjust. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I love being a Collingwood supporter. Exactly. Now, what else has been going on in your world, Mr. Barnes? Look, I've got to be completely honest. The world hasn't been too exciting lately. Hasn't it? I've been kind of busy with worky stuff. And I I did... There was a little bit of excitement. Mm, What happened? I did watch Snyder's Justice League. So you've booked out 15 hours of your life? Yeah, pretty much. Across feels like multiple so weeks? So I think it's three hours, 50 minutes. That's a long watch. I mean, that's longer than Dances with Wolves, the director's cut. Yeah. And um, and I think, did I, I don't know if I discussed, yes, I did yesterday on the phone, mm. whenever it was, I discussed with you that I don't believe that this version of the film that we get now is what this mytholo- mythological Snyder Cut was that they were talking about years ago. Mm. I don't think it is. I think they've gone back with all the stuff they had and they've post-produced the fuckery out of it. Mm. And they also filmed a couple of little bits and pieces. We know that. Yes. Um, and then they've come out with this CGI version. CGI editing And bits. the beauty of that that they had there is that they had history to back up what they're doing now to have a better chance of success. They had the advantage of hindsight. Exactly. So if, that film, if he's filmed that was apparently going to be made, was released first. Mm. To be completely honest, it may have been pretty shit. Um, Instead, Snyder left. I think it was family reasons at the time. I think his daughter passed away. Yeah, there you go. Um, And it is that there is, um, I think, is the name Autumn, perhaps? Because I know there was a comment at the end, I think this was like for Autumn or something. And I assume it wasn't a seasonal thing. (laughs) It wasn't a seasonal thing. I like it when the leaves turn brown. (laughs) So he left for whatever good reasons. Joss Whedon came in and obviously took over. There's been a bit of commotion on Joss lately. Apparently he's not Mm. as nice as we thought he was. We won't worry about talking about that. Um, But Joss made the best movie he could at the time with what he had. Yeah, Um, and by the way, roadies, and I'm happy to go on record saying I didn't mind it. Yeah, I didn't mind it either. I don't mind the the Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman all the rest. I don't think they're the best movies ever made, but I enjoyed them. It entertained me. Yep. And, and that's, that's, all it's, yep. that's all I'm after. Exactly. It's a Robbie Williams moment. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Let me entertain you. Fair enough. Yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, Joss came along and made the movie. So now, of course, it didn't go incredibly well. So it everyone was like, well received. Yeah, everyone was like, release the Snyder Cut. Yep. Nice little hashtag moment for a while. I tell you what, though, to get momentum of release this because there was always that underlying undercurrent rumor that this Joss Whedon's version was so vastly different to what Snyder wanted Mm. it wasn't like he picked up all the pieces and just you know polished it and finished it and everyone went this is the original he didn't just grab the baton and finish last hundred meters no he He went back to the start of the race pretty much Mm. and so there was always this underlying undercurrent of this is not the movie that Snyder wanted or that he was going to do. Or so the fans thought. So the fans thought. And that there was this already done movie without a lot of the special effects or a couple of missing scenes that existed called the Snyder Cut that just needed to be polished. And so they went, release it. Just fucking give it to us. Yep. 
And I think the good people who make all the money in Hollywood went, do you reckon people will pay for it? And the fans went, yeah, we'll pay for it. Yeah, because we believe this is a movie we deserved. Yeah, or at least a streamer said, yeah, we can make some bank out of it. We'll give you a couple of million for it. And so I think the studios went, well, it's only, you know, gathering dust. Probably not literally, just taking up hard drive space. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Why not? What's the worst that can happen? It flops, but we still make a couple of million dollars out of people hating it. Because nerds are going to watch it. Because nerds are going to watch it anyway. Regardless, good, bad, or otherwise, people will watch it, we'll make some money out of it, and people will be talking about it. Yeah. So good old Zachary Snyder um, has the hindsight. He can look at this movie and look at all the reviews and look at what the fans said that were wrong with it and tweak his original um, vision. vision. Yep. Snap. Um, Tweak his original vision and make the movie that he also believes that the nerds and the fans want now. Mm. So he had that advantage, which so I just don't think the movie that would have been released initially would have been this movie we've got now. Okay. Certainly for the time frame. Sure. Like, and that's the thing. For instance, there was no way known that he was going to release a four-hour movie. No. It would have been a two-hour, two-and-a-half max. The studio wouldn't have let him release it. No. So all the other stuff that's been added in, that wouldn't have been in the original vision anyway. So mm. all this expanded tale and expanded character-driven uh, scenes and all the rest, they wouldn't have been there. So... To say this is a Snyder Cut is a lie. Three hours probably would have been your maximum. Absolutely. What was Endgame? Endgame was two and a half, wasn't it? Um, Endgame was about two and three quarters, I think. Yeah, so you, you, three hours is not out of the realms of possibility, but four hours, that's... Unless, that's of, course, unless of course, they were going to do it over two. You've seen it. Is there a possibility where you could go to be continued? Um, yes. Okay. They do have things open-ended on it. Yes. Um, I don't think the plan is for that to happen, though, because I think that was the plan initially. That's what I'm saying. It was the original plan to always make a four-hour film, but do a two-parter. Oh, on that, no, I don't believe so. Like a, an in-game sort of situation. Very doubtful. Okay. Yeah. So, look, it was good. Hmm. Once again, I didn't mind it. I won't watch it again. Okay. But already, though, this is why I kind of brought it up. Already, they're trying to find other ways to make people watch it again. Oh, the, the now they're Easter bringing eggs. out the black and white version. That's coming soon. The film noir. They're doing the monochrome version. Ooh, because Mad Max did it. Wolver- they came out all nice. Uh, Logan, Logan did it. Did it. Which, came out all nice. Which was all good, by yep. the way. And now they're going to do it with this as well. So that they've released a Snyder cut. Everyone's gone nuts. Now they're going to release a Snyder cut, black and white version as well. You know why they're doing it, don't you? I can tell you why. Tell me why. Because one of the biggest... Mondays. Tell me why. Because <laughs> one of the biggest supporters of Release the Snyder Cut was Fat Man Beyond, mm-hmm. the podcast starring Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin. They were one of the first people in the nerd universe to get on board this, and they really banged the drum, so to speak, of... We want this. We want this. And kept the drum banging, too. They kept they on kept going with it. Just like, fucking, this is the movie we all deserve, and it's there, and let's just release it. Like, give it to us. And as we know, his original film, Clerks, was shot in black and white. Yes, it was. So maybe that's a bit of a homage, a bit of a thank you oh. to say, well, hang on, this Clerks was a bit popular. i tell you what, if we- Launched a career. If we were journalists on a, on a nerdy site- Yes. We could make an entire seven-page freaking document- we out of do, that theory line. We could do a podcast on it. <laughs> we could definitely do that. We won't, but we could. No, we could, but we won't. Well, we shouldn't, but we could, but we would, mm. but we won't. 
today we won't because I am naked. Definitely not. So, yeah, so I find that interesting, but the catch is, here's the catch. Mm. The thing that just, the little snippet that makes you go, yep, this is great, but But. the Snyder Cut came out. Mm -hmm. And look, once again, it was all right. The fans have gone, yep, we kind of like it. Some have said, you know, it's a little bit (sighs) flawed. But to be completely honest, they've just tried to throw as much shit as they've got into one film and and make a good film. How many people do you reckon thought it was just an amateur uh, Snyder um, circumcision? The Snyder Cut. (laughs) Snyder Cut. Snyder (laughs) Snip. Um, But now it's a case of, okay, if there's... Because fans think they own stuff. They think they deserve things. They think they're entitled. Mm. So if we now have a movie that comes out... Yes. Which, you know, and you hear this rumor of the studio made them change some things and tweak it. X, Y, Z. Are we going to now be asking for the whatever cut of that movie and the whatever cut of that movie? Like, are the fans just going to keep going, no, give us another version of it? We didn't like that version. Unfortunately or fortunately, whichever the case may be, if the fans back that up with their cold herd cash, the studio will do it. Mm. I mean, how, what a better, like, you look at the world at the moment with the pandemic. You want to spend a hundred million on the movie, another twenty million dollars marketing it. You end up going straight to VOD or streaming or on demand or whatever. You never make back. You like I don't think in the next. For those who don't know, VOD is that vagina on dick. Is it now? <laughs> Not video on demand. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's what Joe said. That's what Joe said. Yeah. Um, VOD. I just. Because I don't think in the next 10 years we're going to see any movie that's going to make in-game money. Because no. there is just one, not movies that maybe might be that big, but people aren't going out and spending money on films like they used to. Like going to the cinema two or three times to watch a movie. They're all wanting to watch it at home. And streamers like your Netflixes and your HBO Maxes and your Disney Pluses want to give content to subscribers so they can get the monthly subscription. Of fifteen bucks a month, so they're going to pay a hundred million dollars for a film, and that's all it's going to make because it doesn't sell anymore. Mm. And they might do a pre-release where you know you get it for free, and then all of a sudden it goes to another streamer, but you have to pay for it. Whatever. So I think that as long as the nerds are willing to say, "Yeah, I'll, I'll pay you twenty-five bucks to watch it," the studio will do it because they get to. Charge you I twice jumped for the on, same film. I signed up to Binge, mm. which is another streamer that we've got in Australia. Yes. To watch Justice League. Snyder yes. Um, instead of doing it through naughty fashions. Mm. Um, Nefarious. Yeah, uh, but to be honest, though, um, now that I've watched it, like it's, I've got a two-week free trial. I'm going to cancel it before I have to pay for it. Yeah, you'll and go through their catalogue. I only jumped on just for that. But you'll go through their catalogue and go, would I watch this? No, no, no. All right, I'll get rid of it. Yeah. Well, thing is, if I'm, in all honesty, if I'm going to jump on and spend money for another stream, so I've got Netflix, mm-hmm. um, it's probably going to be Disney. Yeah. Especially now that there's more on Disney as well. Yes. That's not just the Disney stuff, because I own a lot of the Marvel movies and everything, and Star Wars on Blu-ray and 4K and all the rest. So all that stuff that's on there, all that content, a lot of it I actually own anyway. I, I don't but think... But Disney's got a, a, another fashionable... Um, like Star, which is movies now. Yes. Um, which suddenly makes it a more pleasant offering because yeah. it broadens the horizon. But what happens if you want to catch up in the last 30 years of The Simpsons? Disney's your option. Mm, true. You can watch every episode of Disney. <sighs> That's a binge. Isn't Jesus. it just? 
<laughs> that's a good. You're going to have to take some annual leave Ooh. for that, mate. You're not going to do that in a weekend. No, that's. Yeah, that's. It does crack me up. That's been going for so long. It's yeah, correct. So it's long. So long. Like my sister is not thirty yet, and she's never lived in a time without the Simpsons. Holy shit balls! Correct. Holy shit balls! Steph has not lived in a world without Simpsons. I don't. How think. long has South Park been out for? Uh, I'm not that'd sure. Be, that'd have to be twenty something years, I reckon. Probably close. I don't. Yeah. Um, mm. But I had a theory. Hot tip for you, roadies. Oh. Hot, hot tip. If you watch the Snyder Cut of Justice League and you fucking love it. And you go, this is my jam. But you don't have the bank to be able to afford the film noir version of black and white. Put the regular one on that you've paid for. <laughs> go into your TV settings and just adjust the colour. <laughs> just adjust the You know it's take, not the same though, don't you? Take out the colour and just make it black and white. But you know it's not the same. Isn't it? It's not. Are you sure? Because they have to go and they have to actually... Um, post-produce the movie all over again. Is that what you think? Yeah, definitely. No, they just put... They don't just take the colour. They don't just take out the saturation. They take out the saturation. That's all it is. They just make... it's. That's all it is. It's Sin City all over again. It's just they take out the saturation. <laughs> I think they do. Well, let's put it this way. We'll, we're going to have to watch it to find out. But I think that's all it is. <laughs> so what we need to do is get two TVs next to each other. Exactly. One the playing same. the original one yes. with everything changed to black and white. Yes. And then one playing the new black and white version. Correct. Together. Together. Side by side. Yes. And see if we can pick the difference. And whether or not it's significantly different as well. Like, come on. Come on. So I did have one other thing. Yes. This is a, a thing that will it'll scare and terrify Ooh. some people. Hello. Um, I had a dream. This one is a weird one. Okay. So, I was in Thailand somewhere. Yes. But it wasn't like, you know when you're in a dream, you know you're in a place. Yes. But it, it's if you visually look around, it's not actually that place. But mm-hmm. I was in Thailand. Okay. Right. Um, and it was COVID period, so things are a little bit fucking weird. Yes. And um, and I now, for quite a while, and we've discussed this on air and mentioned it a few times, mm. um, I've taking myself out of the habit of shampooing my hair every morning. As you should. Yeah, so I would always just kind of wash the hair and rinse it out and, you know, Perfect. clean it up. Um, and that's great. So, for some reason, I'm in Thailand. Mm. Um, I'm not using shampoo. Mm. But for some reason, it's like I'm also not actually washing my hair either. Mm. So, it's all, it's a little bit longer. It's a little bit kind of matty and fuzzier and... Grunty is grunty. the word we use in our house. Grunty. Even grungy would actually work. It would, but in yep. our house... Grunty. I think Ella said it to Jake. Jake, your hair's looking grunty. Grunty. Grunty, okay, which like means that. when you wake up in the morning, you've got something that's just... It hasn't moved. Yep. Grunty. <laughs> so no, that's right. That your hair's a bit grunty. Yeah. So, it was a little bit longer and a bit more feral. Okay. And... um. And someone's come up to me and said, what's that? Like, what? And they started funneling around at the front of my hair. Mm-hmm. And they parted it a little bit. And for some reason, this is where it's kind of really weird. I went from them mucking around with it to me looking in a mirror, looking at it. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of moved out a bit. And I've moved the hair aside. And a spider came out of my hair. Oh. And I've parted. And here's this. There's actually, like, my hair actually... I cut a little bit of it, and there's a underneath my hair, 
where it's all like grunty, mm. um, is like a little cavern in my hair. Oh. And there's some spiders crawling around in it. Yes. And it's going into my brain. So it's actually that there's a tunnel going into my head. Spider brain. Spider, spider brain. brain. <laughs> and I'm looking at this thing. Mm. And then I've kind of just pushed the hair back together again. Oh, just, it's not happening. And I'm like, I've got to do something about this. Good point. Well done. Um, so I'm thinking, okay, I'll go to the hospital. And I didn't want to freak anyone out. <laughs> no. I didn't want anyone around me to know. Because you're in Thailand got, with a head full of I've spiders. Got spider brain. Yep. <laughs> so then I've, I've gone to the hospital. And the hospital was like a shanty town. So hang on. Did your head start singing, oh, black bear, bam, bam. Oh, no, that's spider bait. Sorry. Ha, <laughs> 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 So I've gone to the, the shanty hospital. Yes. I come in and I can't get in because there's people on beds everywhere because they've all got the vid. Did it, did it look like the 4077 in MASH? Like it was like some sort yes, of- Yes. Actually, that's a really good representation of it. Yep. Yeah. It was like- Pop-up it was hospital. A, it was like it was a hospital that- Yeah. A pop-up hospital yep. that had been made out of, um, out of old tin and everything. Oh, so, okay. So you're in yep. the, one of the poor regions of Thailand, but it's yes. a hospital. Okay. And I can't get in anywhere. Shit. And I'm also- I'm not wanting to let people know why I'm trying to get in. Oh, because okay. there's all these, all the army and the, everything is around everywhere with all these machine guns. I'm yep. thinking if they know I've got spider prime, <laughs> they're probably going to try and take me out. I would. So then I'm, I could feel you with a raid. And then I could feel my hair moving. So I'm there kind of playing with my hair. Yes. Can I say, just, you know, just don't, like, just sh- don't, stop don't it. show yourself. Shh, stop so it. So then I'm trying to get out of this shanty hospital. Yes. And not be seen. And I've got spiders <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> And I don't know what it means, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. I, I don't remember anything else. That's that's. My so you dream. don't know whether or not you got out of the hospital. You don't no. know whether or not you sought medical I just treatment. It was incredibly real. I remember you say, and I just like it was really weird. And I just snipped a bit of hair and parted. And there's a whole area underneath my hair that was just open. A little bit like when I was a, a youngster, we used to have the wood stack out the back in Ravo, mm. and there'd be a few lines of wood up to probably. I mean, to be honest, it felt like it was like. Over the height of the fence. Mm. So it would have been over, what, six foot? Probably. Probably wasn't that big, though, because when you're a kid, everything seems bigger. Yeah, so I was four foot two. Yeah, so what we, I used to do <clears> was <throat> go and get a heap of wood out, mm. and then you get planks, and you put it over the top in a certain spot, then you put wood back on the planks again, mm-hmm. and cover it all, and have a secret cubby house in the wood. Oh, look at that. It was great. Yep. So that was like my brain. <laughs> okay. Like once I moved the hair out of the way, there was a secret cubby house under the hair mm. where all those spiders were cruising around and they, and they tunneled down into my head. Spider brain. Spider brain. I think there's a couple of possibilities. Because mm. I, I do like your insight into my dreams. And yeah. this was a freaky one. I must have actually woke up and I kind of did the, the head scratch and like yeah. it, it, it was enough to creep me out. And I don't mind spiders. I, I don't really want to be around them. Mm, but mm. I don't have a phobia of them. Hence the reason why I'm thinking, oh, the spiders in my hair, I'll just cover it over. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Like, I, I'm not going to alert any. I'm not going to make a scene. No. But I think I think possibly one of my theories is they do say that in the average year or an average lifetime, a, I know person, what you're say. a person will eat in their sleep eight spiders or something <laughs> like that. Just, you know, that they'll be around. I don't personally believe I, that. I'd I think love to know where that stat has I, come I from. I think that is completely bunkum. That might be aimed at people who don't like spiders. Yeah, I think it's probably something, a web spun by the anti-spider board. Um, 
I reckon you've probably had a real spider in your hair. I think that's what it is. It's like snakes on a plane, spider in the mm-hmm. hair. It's a sequel. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think, I think that's what it is. I think you've actually had a real life spider in your hair. You've had a bit of a flick in your sleep and, and it's wiggled and that's just – because obviously things in your dreams feel like they're going on for quite some time. Like you, you think that oh, yeah, you great. went through this journey of going to the hospital and you know playing with your hair and looking at the mirror and spider brain, spider brain. But I reckon spider that brain, probably because your brain could have processed that information in in a couple of seconds, if not quicker. Time does work differently in dream time, the one time, it does in normal time. Timey wimey, no doubt. Uh, so I reckon that's probably what's happened. Um, or when you were in Thailand last time. Did you go down, you know, one of the darker alleys? Because I know you've mentioned that um, one time you did go to a a live show in Thailand. (laughs) Do you think that this is maybe a a specific kink that they might have in Thailand that you may have, like, unconsciously seen, you know? And it's just sat in the in the mind, going, "Well, am I into this spiders in your brain business?" Where they, we, because inst- fucking anything goes in Thailand. Oh, no doubt. Like if you've yeah. got money and you want it to happen, you can do anything. You can almost do anything. Anything. And maybe there was a you're walking down, <laughs> walking down the streets in Thailand, and it was like, "Handsome man, handsome man, come in here. Handsome man, handsome man, come in here." And you're like, "No, no, no, that's not my thing. That's not my thing. I'm going to the Aussie bar and." Gonna yep. have a couple of beers and then we all good. The beers are definitely my thing. Exactly. Mm. And then just out of the corner of your eye, you've seen this spider brain. <laughs> where <laughs> where this dude will surgically, and I'm use the word surgically very, very loosely, cut a hole in your scalp. Like okay. a little incision. Yep. And then using the Ryobi, drill through your cranium. Oh nice. And put literal spiders in your brain. This has gone way further than I expected. Because what it does, and I don't know whether you're aware of this, because I'm a well-traveled man, so I've pretty much seen most of it, is that there is a belief in certain parts of Southeast Asia that if you have spider brain, spiders inside your brain, the way they move across the the frontal lobe, it connects parts of the brain that wouldn't normally connect Okay. With their with the heart, like with the reach of their legs. And so that creates a euphoric sense of feeling. It's not sanctioned by the Geneva Convention by any stretch of the imagination, spider brain. Mm-hmm. Because some people believe it gives you super spider abilities. Oh. Mm. It doesn't. It just makes oh, you high as okay. fuck. Yeah. It's basically a drug. That's what it is. It's euphoric like, synapsis. Yeah, that's exactly mm. what it is. It's more of a psychosis. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I reckon you've caught that out of the side of your vision as you're, you know, Aussie, 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 walking down Thailand somewhere off to the bar, and you've seen that and gone, I've heard about that. That that doesn't sound too bad. I might. <laughs> I'll just ferret that away, and I'll dream about that in a few years in Australia. Okay. I think that's probably what's happened. Well, you could be right, because I don't have an answer. So next time you go to Thailand in, you know, 2047. Yeah, something like that. Um Keep an eye out because I think that's a thing. I think that's what those crazy ties do. <laughs> Speaking of crazy ties, I do wonder <laughs> what it's going to be like when the borders open up again and we can travel. <laughs> Ever. Um, the Thailand, and this would be the same with many of these um, countries like the Barleys and all the rest. Mm. 
the places that people used to travel to are not going to be the places they travel to next time. No. Because all the people, all the, the population that was there purely for tourism, whether we'll be it be um, food, massages, bars, whatever spider else. Spider brain. Spider brain. Um, they're not going to be there because they would have um, either moved on. Or just um, died. Or just died because um, there's no, no way for them to earn money. No. So, you know, I think all if, that stuff, they can't just hang around for it because it's years. And I think I think your likelihood of going to those poorer countries in a post-COVID world, you are more and more likely to get mugged because people are just going to be more and more desperate. Be more desperate. Yeah, I do agree with that. Yeah. So, I think, um, and I think, look, in the new world order, in a post-vid environment, I think where you are from... And I think if they introduce the vid passport, which is being slated as something that may or may it's, not it's happen. Probable. Yeah. And look, I won't politically get into whether or not I think that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I think certain countries of origin will have either greater or fewer rights into transferring or moving or visiting other countries of origin, a uh, destination yeah. based on where you're from. And... What vaccine you received, if you received one at all? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you got the, the Pfizer vaccine. Well, we rate that as a, a number two on the vaccine status. Yep. So you can travel to these destinations around the world. Correct. But you've got the uh, no-name Chemist Warehouse brand COVID vaccine. Sorry, you can go to Dubbo. <laughs> <That's>, Dubbo. <laughs> <that's, laughs> Dubbo and Uzbekistan. That's uh, that's your two choices. That's your two that's, choices. That's high up there. And roadies, just for the top tip, I'd go to Dubbo. Apparently, the zoo there's fantastic. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying anything Dubbo. bad about the Uzbekistanis, but yeah. Um, shout out to uh, all our listeners in Dubbo. Yeah, whoop, whoop. <laughs> love that area of the world. Yeah. And uh, where was the other? Which Uzbekistan. one? Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. Yes. I think we have one listener <laughs> there. Yuri! So, yeah, thanks, Yuri. <laughs> Two family and friends that will be there soon. Not. <laughs> We're we going to Dubbo. We said to go down to see Daryl at local pharmacy. At Chemist Warehouse. Chemist Warehouse. And uh, get a, a self-vaccinated vaccine. <laughs> No-name brand. <laughs> black and white chemist brand. Yeah. You mix it up but, at home, actually. Yeah, it's a it's, two-part. It's, it's like a, a two-pack. It's a black and white Snyder Cut vaccine. Exactly. <laughs> Mix it up <laughs> like boxy resin. Yeah, that's all it is. It's two-part boxy <laughs> resin vaccine. Because <laughs> legally you can't buy them together, yep. but you can buy compound A and compound B, and if you mix them together, yep. then you come that's up the with... the Aroldite vaccine. It's the Aroldite vaccine. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. <sighs> yeah, so by law they can't sell them as one mm-hmm. unit. Oh, hell no. But they sell you one as a hemorrhoid cream. <laughs> And another one as eyeline remover. And uh, if you mix them together, it's a basically the, coincidence. the vid vaccine. Yeah. Vid vaccine. Yeah. Nice. Vidvax. So, yeah. So, no, that will be interesting. Mm. Mm. It so, really will. Time will tell. Speaking of time, is it South American news time? Oh, yeah. Throw it at me. <laughs> okay. Me- Didn't know we had some. A Mexican city tells police to look the other way when it becomes to sex in public. Oh, I can just see your eyes light up now. Joe? Yes? 
Tell me more. Well, it's now a lot less risky to get frisky in public. <laughs> Beautifully done. Did yeah. you throw that in there or was that no, in no, the text? No, no, that was text. So okay, I, right. I really appreciate that one. Mexico's second largest city has made it harder for police, harder to police sexual activities in places like parks, alleys, entertainment venues and cars by ordering the policia to look the other way. Proponents say the change uh, protects the public, the, the publicity amorous in... Gandalajara, 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 from being shaken down by bright. See, if I had a triangle, then that would have been perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Apparently, in certain parts of Mexico, the policia aren't perhaps as well paid as you may think. And so they may be open to a bit of cash on Additional the side. payments? Additional payments mm. directly from people they may or may not be threatening to take off to prison. Yeah. So they, they may talk to someone who's perhaps been a little bit risque and go, yeah. um, by the way, do you have PayPal? Exactly. <laughs> Can I have all of your Bitcoin, thanks? <laughs> Both of them. Um, so apparently because of such bribery and corruption along, amongst the local policia, um, the the government has downgraded sex in um, public to be an administrative offence, <laughs> which means that you could not be jailed for it. Even if you're busted, yep. you can't be jailed for it. So they're letting everyone know you can't be jailed for sex in public, which means if you get banged by police, <laughs> pun intended, um, they can't shake you down, pun intended, um, for more money. They can't extort you for more money. Yep. And they've also done it, the change is that officers can only intervene in such dalliances if they have received a specific complaint from a third party who feels uncomfortable. Hmm. So you can be going hammer and tongs with that very special someone in your life. On a park bench. <laughs> up a dark alley behind the dumpsters. <laughs> As only true Romance. as only true lovers do. Oh, that is love. And Officer Plod comes around the corner and went, Hey <laughs> Oh you're Mexican. <laughs> what you doing there? <laughs> and you can go, I'm banging my wife. And you cannot do that, huh? <laughs> oh, can I ask a question? Si, senor. <laughs> Do we have a Mexican Batman? Underly, underly, Eva. I'm Batman. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get you, Joker. <laughs> oh, righto. Um, I got to say the Gotham. <laughs> So, anyway, so that's, they're, a, they're, that's a shit Mexican accent. Yeah, so um, <laughs> apparently, basically, you need a third party who is not the copper to, to say- be disappointed and upset. That person is not receiving the rogering they deserve. Lock them up. <laughs> <laughs> and all you can get is a slap on the wrist, if that's your kink, and a fine. That's Who's it. is that? But not something you can be extorted by the local police um, to say- if you don't pay me, you know, 1,500 pesos or whatever it happens to be, I'm going to take you down to jail. doesn't happen anymore. 
So, well, look, it's going to make life easier, isn't it? If you are one of those people who likes getting a little bit frisky outdoors, uh, Mexico apparently exactly. is the place to get if, that done. If if times are a little bit hard, <laughs> for now, for now, um, that's made it easier for you. Yeah, you oh, won't be. Well, now Mexico, you won't be stiffed by the law. <laughs> <laughs> How do you reckon that fits on the scheme of um, vid vaccinations? Oh, I reckon, yeah, Mexico's probably not going to be a top-tier com- country. Mm. Yeah, you might be able to get a way to go to Mexico. Maybe not no-name brand chemist warehouse two-pack epoxy vaccine. I think you might have to buy the chemist branded vaccine yeah. from... You might, um, maybe with a, the no-brand one, you might be able to do a tour of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but the Mexico side. Oh, definitely the Mexico side, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not getting into the Americas. You're not getting any uh, any snacks no. on this one. No, definitely no. not. Anyway, roadies, on that, I am Joe. I'm Troy. And we are the South Road Boys. Yes, we are.